Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us today in our online service. I want to say welcome to you. If we haven't had a chance to meet, let me introduce myself. My name is Charlie and I'm blessed to serve as the Amarillo campus pastor for First Methodist Church. But as I said, I'm glad that you're joining us today because today we're talking about a topic that I think and I really I know affects us all. Today we're going to be talking about pressure in our new sermon series that we've titled Pressure. So as we get started today, let me read for you our, our primary scripture that has guided and, and influenced today's sermon. You're going to find this in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. And what I'm reading for you today is, is in the message translation. The message translation is more of a paraphrase. So it's written in a language that's more easy to read and oftentimes carries more emotion for us. And so I think they did a great job of illustrating the, the heart behind what was written in James. So let me read that for you now. It says this, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You ever experienced that? This is where I know that it applies to all of us. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work. So you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, talking about pressure, let, let's, let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Scientifically, pressure is defined as the perpendicular force unit area. That's scientifically. But realistically, pressure is what creates that nagging fear in us that, that some situation or circumstance that we're walking through will prove what we're terrified is true, that we're not enough. That nagging fear, that, that pressure uh, produces is what makes more people afraid of public speaking than death. It's the, the root of mom guilt, and it's the obstacle that prevents so many of us from realizing our full potential. But I have good news for you today. I've got good news for all of you watching this morning. Are you ready? The good news is that pressure is unavoidable. This is where we put up the hashtag sarcasm uh, sign because obviously I'm being sarcastic because nobody likes pressure, but our, our text confirms that for us. Our text tells us, that when you go back and read it, it says when tests and challenges come, not if tests and challenges come. So tests and challenges are going to happen. We will not be able to avoid them in this life. Now, I don't know if you're sitting at home watching on your couch and you're thinking, there's no way I'm going to be thankful for pressure. There's no way I'm going to be appreciative of the hardships and the obstacles that, that I have walked through or that I know I'm going to walk through. And, I, and I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised that you're hesitant to say amen to pressure. Because unfortunately, what I've come to realize is that pressure has been hijacked. It's been hijacked and it has become something that we fear, something that we try to, try to avoid because we think it's a bad thing. We think that that pressure is going to somehow expose us and prove to the world that we're not enough. But I, I don't 
believe that was the original intent for pressure. Read, for, read with me again. Uh, let's go back and look at God's word and says, see what it says about pressure. Let's go back up to our text. Consider it a sheer gift. Consider it a sheer gift. Friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, we don't look at pressure that way very often, do we? Now we, we, we try to, we, we look at tests and hardships and pressures as, as something that's going to tear us down, that's going to expose us, that's going to make us look bad. That's exactly what Satan wants us to think. But that's not how God approaches tests and obstacles and challenges. God sees tests and obstacles and challenges as a gift that he can give to us. It's a gift. It's something that can build us up, something that can reinforce us, that can, can strengthen us. So today in, in week one of our sermon series called Pressure, I want to I give you a critical truth that will help you approach those gifts, those gifts, those obstacles and those challenges as gifts. And so are you, let me share that with you. Are you ready? Here it is. You have to feel it to reveal it. You have to feel it to reveal it. Maybe it'll help if you, if you think about pressure like toothpaste. How do you know that there's toothpaste in the tube? Well, when, when, the, when you pull the, the toothpaste tube out of the box and it's full and, and it's, it's just big, you, you know, you know that there's toothpaste in there because it's brand new and, and the tube is, is full. But what about when it looks like this? What about when you've been using it for several weeks? Well, the only way to find out if there's any toothpaste left in this tube is pressure. You've got to put pressure on it to reveal what's inside. I mean, how many of us have, have woken up in the morning in a rush and we go to the medicine cabinet and we pull out a tube that looks like this and we say, oh, no. And so you put some pressure on this tube and, and you praise God when just a little bit of toothpaste comes out and you're able to rescue all your coworkers from your coffee breath. Well, it was pressure that revealed that. It was pressure that revealed what was inside of this tube. Well, that same way of thinking applies to you and me. Pressure is what reveals what's on the inside of us. Pressure is what shows us what we have going on inside, what, what strengths, what, what convictions, what character we might have. And the only way that's revealed is under pressure. Let me go back again and read our text. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and it shows its true colors. Now, there's, I want to share with you a great example of, of a gentleman who, under pressure, something great and glorious and, and really wonderful was revealed. I want to talk with you about the Olympic athlete Lawrence Lemieux. Many of you might know who this athlete is. Uh, he's a great example of what pressure can reveal in a person. So in the, in the 1970s, Lawrence Lemieux, he, he fell in love with the sport of sailing, specifically 
solo racing. And he spent years, years from, from 1970 to 1988. He spent in preparation and, and sacrifice and work. And he was thankfully finding himself competing on the Canadian team at the Seoul Olympics in 1988. Now, the weather that year and at that time was less than ideal. The strong winds combined with the, with the, with the fast-moving ocean currents translated to unusually large waves on race day. But despite the weather, Lawrence Lemieux found himself competing back and forth, back and forth, first place to second place. Now he's back in first place. You can just feel the tension and the excitement as, as Lawrence Lemieux is, is competing and he's pursuing that finish line and, and he just can almost taste the, the satisfaction of realizing his dream, of meddling in the Olympics for his country in his favorite sport, solo sailing. All of that fell to the wayside when Lawrence spotted the Singaporean two-man team's boat, which had capsized from competing earlier in the race. So the, the boat is capsized, and as Lawrence Lemieux looked uh, across his bow and, and he looked out into the water, he saw that one of the teammates was injured but was still able to cling to the side of the boat. But as he scanned the water, he, he found the second Singaporean teammate who was still in the water and was quickly being swept away from the wreckage, which given that the weather and the waves was an incredibly dangerous scenario. So what does Lawrence Lemieux do under that pressure? He decides to navigate off course, sail over to uh, his fellow Olympic athlete, he rescues that man from the water, navigates back to the wreckage, and he stays with both men until the Korean Navy could get on scene and rescue them both. Now, after that, uh, Lawrence was able to get back into the race, but because of the delay, the best he could achieve was 22nd place. Wow, think about that. After... 18 plus years preparing for this competition and being right at the, at the, just at the crest of achieving your goal. Finding yourself under the pressure of deciding, do I pursue the medal or do I get involved in this rescue? Now, uh, Lawrence and you, he, he, he showed us what pressure can reveal. See, on that day, pressure revealed uh, in Lawrence that character meant more to him than his ranking as an athlete. Pressure showed us what, what Lawrence Lemieux was made of. He was made of a man who cared more about a person than he did a piece of metal that hangs around your neck. Lawrence described his decision this way. He said, I just had to go. If I went to them and they didn't really need help, c'est la vie. But if I didn't go, it would be something that I would regret for the rest of my life. Now, here's what's beautiful about this story. Because of his, his act of heroism and sportsmanship and self-sacrifice, Lawrence was actually awarded the Pierre de, Coubertin, uh, Pierre de Coubertin Medal for Sportsmanship. So pressure placed Lawrence in a position to be awarded something 
that he could have never earned on his own. In fact, at that time, he was only the fifth recipient of the Day Coberton Medal, and he was the second, only the second person to ever receive that award in the same games that they were competing in. You have to feel it to reveal it. Now, it's great. It's great when, when pressure comes down on you and, it, and you feel that pressure and that pressure reveals faithfulness and strength and conviction and endurance. But what about all the other times? What about the times when you feel the pressure and you're afraid? You're afraid of what it will reveal. What about when you feel the pressure and it reveals something that you're, you're less than impressed with or maybe you're a little embarrassed about? What about those times? Well, I'm here to tell you that with the right perspective, those moments can be a gift as well. Those moments can be a gift as well. I, I praise God that I know that doesn't make sense, and that's why I praise God because God gives us some guidance when those moments come. It gives us some guidance about how to have good perspective when it comes to pressure. I want to take you back again to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. Now I'm reading from the, the New Revised Standard Translation. And it says this My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you is lacking wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. But ask in faith, never doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. See, James urges us to ask in faith for wisdom when we're facing hardships and obstacles and we're, we're under pressure. I, I find that so interesting. Wouldn't you think that James would ask for strength or, or faithfulness or, or you know, confidence? No, he says ask for wisdom. Why? James is urging us to ask for wisdom so that we don't waste this God-given opportunity to mature and be developed. I believe James is concerned, actually. I believe he's concerned that when we, when we feel the pressure and it, it reveals weakness, that we will doubt that God could use that moment. When, when we feel the pressure and it reveals hesitancy, or unfaithfulness, or, or struggle, or doubt, that all of a sudden we'll just throw our hands up and say, this can be nothing but bad. God can do nothing with this. I better cover it up. I better hide it away. But that's not what God promises. Let me go back again to God's word. This is Romans chapter 8, verse 28. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures. We know that all things work together for the good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. All things. All things. Not just good things, not just victories, not just successes. All things. Even those moments when the pressure comes down on you and it reveals fear or, or a lack of maturity or, or unfaithfulness or, 
or any of those things that you might be embarrassed about, all things can be used for the good of those who are loved and called according to God's purposes. All things. I love, I love how theologian Jameson Facet Brown, how he describes that, that, those moments of pressure. He says this, every possible trial to the child of God is a masterpiece of strategy of the captain of his salvation for his good. So as, we, as we look at this topic of pressure, there's something that we're going to have to admit to ourselves. There's something that we're going to have to accept. We're going to have to accept the fact that some things can only be produced through perseverance. There are certain things that can only be produced under pressure, through striving and endurance. You have to feel it to reveal it. And we often miss that because we hide from it. We hide from those situations because, again, we're afraid that those circumstances are going to define us, that they're going to expose us, that they're going to show who we really are, that, that we've just been hiding and, and pretending and that we're, we're hypocrites. We're afraid those moments of failure are going to show who we really are. And when we believe that lie, because those are lies, when we believe those lies, what happens is every moment where pressure reveals a, a weakness or a lack of maturity, that, that moment of pressure reinforces that lie that what is happening defines you. That your weakness, that your failure defines who you are. It, it reinforces that you'll always be a failure or that you really are a bad mom or that you'll never get it together, or that somehow you're just an embarrassment to God. Let me just share with you a truth that I hope offers some freedom for you today. Our circumstances, our circumstances don't define us. They refine us. Our circumstances don't define us, but in the hands of God, those same circumstances that you're embarrassed about, that you're struggling with, that you're, you're afraid of, they can refine us. They can mature us and grow us. Our scripture told us that. Let me, let me read for you another scripture from Romans 5, 1 through 5. It says this, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to his grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us I love Romans I love Romans 5 1 through 5 I think that's obvious but that scripture doesn't make hardships any easier it doesn't make obstacles go away it doesn't so even if you cling to that scripture and you believe it it doesn't make things go away it doesn't make them easier it doesn't mean you're gonna to have to strive any less or work any uh, less hard and so what I want to do is when you when you when you feel the pressure and it reveals something that you're not proud of it reveals an area that you need to grow or, or a way that you need to mature. I want to give to you 
some foundational truths that you can cling to. I want to give you some, some truths that, that you can hold into your hand when hardships come, to hold in your hand when you're, when you're tempted to let what's happening define you instead of what's happening refine you. So here are these two truths. The first is this. You are justified by faith. You are justified by faith. Your relationship with God and the peace that you have with him is not established by your actions or, or by your successes. It's also not defined by your failures or your weaknesses. Your relationship with God is not built upon uh, what, what you get right and what you get wrong. That's not the foundation that it's built on. That ought, to, whew, that ought to let you take a deep breath today. It was the work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. It was Jesus' work on the cross that made peace possible between you and God, between me and God. It was, God, it was Jesus' work that made that possible. It was his success. It was his victory. We, we, we only have a re the responsibility to put our faith in that, to put our trust in that. We must trust that God's work was enough. Instead of walking around in fear that what we are doing is not enough, what we should do is walk around in confidence that what Jesus did was enough. Now, if you are listening to this and, and you've never had that interaction, you've never, you've never put your full trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've never put your faith in the work that Jesus did on the cross and, and through his resurrection, then, then I encourage you to reach out to us. You can contact us through all of our social media platforms. Uh, you can reach out to us that way. I would love to talk with you and guide you through how you could give your life to Jesus and allow him to forgive you of your sins and live with him in eternity. Now that leads us to our, our second foundational truth. Our second foundational truth is this. God loves you. Now I know that sounds simple, and it, it really is simple, but uh, it is crucial for you to believe that and cling to that when moments of pressure reveal something you're not proud of. Reveal weakness. Reveal a lack of maturity. Because it's in those moments when, when your weakness is exposed, when your, when your lack of maturity is exposed, when, when it's, it's shown that, that you're not as strong as, as you've made people believe or uh, you're not as faithful as, as you've given people the impression. It's in those moments when you're, when you're totally exposed by the pressures of life, when, when the pressures reveal these things about you, that's when Satan is going to come and he's going to whisper some things to you. He's going to say some things to you. He's going to whisper in your, your ear something like this. If God really loved you, why would he allow this pain? Or he might say, if God really, if he really cared about you, would he, would he let you walk through this hardship? Or if you are God's beloved, why would he expose your weakness like this? Why would he just... You know, push you out into the light and for, for all to see. Why would he do that? See, it's in those moments 
when, when the pressure reveals those things that you really want to keep hidden, that you have to cling to the truth that God loves you. And that God wouldn't put you in these situations and circumstances. He wouldn't put you under that pressure and reveal those things if he wasn't going to use it for your good. If he wasn't going to fulfill his promise in Romans 8, 28 to work all things for good for those who are loved by God and called according to his purpose. I would encourage you in those moments, even when, when the pressure's really on and you're really hearing those lies of the enemy, to, re, to even say out loud, God loves me and he's going to use this situation for my good. You have to, now of course you have to admit to yourself, you, you, you can't deny what's going on. You have to admit to yourself, yes, this moment is painful. Yes, I, I do not enjoy my weaknesses being revealed, but I'm also still going to believe that it's a gift. I'm still gonna believe God can do something with it. I love uh, Rick, Rick Warren, he used to say, God never wastes a hurt. God never wastes a hurt. I encourage you to really lean in and trust God in those moments of pressure that reveal things that you would rather keep hidden. You have to feel it to reveal it. Now we're gonna to continue to explore uh, what God's word has to say about this topic of pressure for the next three weeks. But for today, I wanna to leave you with a question. I want you to think about this question this week. Maybe, maybe write it down and, and really meditate on it and really ask yourself, Really give yourself the opportunity to answer honestly. Here's the question. Are you allowing your hardships to give Satan permission to harden you or Jesus the opportunity to shape you? Are you allowing the, the hardships and the obstacles, the pressures of life, are you allowing those things? Because it's your choice. Are you allowing those things to, to give Satan permission to harden your heart and to put up Barbara around your heart and to, to, to be frustrated and angry and, and, and just closed off? Or, see, that would be defining you. That wouldn't be letting hardships define you. Or, are you allowing those same hardships, those same painful moments, those same pressures of life are you allowing them to give Jesus permission to shape you, to refine you, to develop you, to bless you, to give you a gift? I'm gonna read this question for you one more time. Oh yeah, are you allowing your hardships to give Satan permission to harden you or Jesus the opportunity to shape you? hope you're blessed this week. I hope you'll, you'll come back next week for week two of our pressure series. And as always, if there's a way that we can pray for you or connect with you, please reach out to us uh, through all of our, our social media platforms. Go with God's peace today. Amen.